Welcome to Titan Tech, the Pembroke School's education and technology podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Hall. I'm the K-12 technology integrator for the Pembroke Public Schools, a level one and level two Google certified educator and a podcast enthusiast. In this podcast, we'll introduce you to all the members of the Pembroke community who make this school system great, including students, faculty, staff, and administrators. Let's start the show, shall we? Welcome to Titan Tech. I'm your host, Brandon Hall. Today on the pod, we've got a couple of topics we want to talk about we're very excited about. The first, the Pembroke Public Schools were selected to be a Google Expeditions Augmented Reality Pioneer Program tester. We're going to check that out. We're going to take a look and talk about our new website for the Pembroke Public Schools, including an interview with communications specialist Sharon Monteforti. And we have our section from Check This Out, an article from NPR and Camilla Dominoski on fake news and why students have such a dismaying inability to tell fake news from real, according to the study that she did. So stick around. Pembroke Public Schools were fortunate enough to be selected this year as a Google Expeditions and Pioneer Program school. So the Google Expeditions Pioneer Program is going to be looking at AR this year, otherwise known as augmented reality. So what is the Google Expeditions AR? This year's Pioneer Program is bringing a sneak peek of Expeditions AR, an unreleased feature of Expeditions. This is the Expeditions app that we've talked about on previous episodes. With Expeditions AR, teachers and students will map the physical classroom and place 3D objects like Michelangelo's statues on students' desks so that everyone can examine the statue together at the same time. Anything from a strand of DNA to a whirling tornado can be brought into the classroom. Students will use Google's devices to get close and see detail or step back to get a sense of scale and point out new discoveries together. Teachers are able to highlight specific points of interest on the object and incorporate it to suit the lesson. Uh, The app itself comes out during this year's Pioneer program. We'll be giving teachers and students a sneak peek of this program. This is, again, an unreleased feature. And it will allow augmented reality into the classroom. Expedition lessons are accessed and viewed through this Expeditions app. Teachers can choose an expedition and lead the group of students through what's basically a virtual field trip or place 3D objects throughout their classroom, selecting the content they're viewing, pointing out specific points of interest along the way. And teachers are able to pause these trips to get the class's attention, to keep an eye on where individual students are looking, um, and even let students explore on their own. As far as the hardware is concerned, Google brings everything to the school to run the Expeditions app. The Pioneer program utilizes phones and route and their own router to run the Expeditions app. And as they know, many schools don't have great internet service or some of them that don't have any service at all. They built Expeditions to work without it. And Google's own router will allow Expeditions to run over its own local Wi-Fi network that they set up when they come into the building. So Going back just a second, the question of what is augmented reality exactly? Augmented reality is this technology that allows computer-generated images to be superimposed on a user's view of the real world. Think of it like a Snapchat filter. This allows users to place digital objects in real spaces. Augmented reality generates a new dimension to learning and can hopefully make it easier for students to grasp abstract concepts. With expeditions, teachers can map the physical classroom and place 3D objects um, and examine it at the same time. So 
Our hope right now is that Google will be able to come to the Pembroke Public Schools in February and do this amazing program with our students. Fingers are crossed. Uh, we've got our application in. We were accepted for the first part of the application process. Now we're waiting to hear back. But things look good, and we might be able to make this work. I'd like to try something a little different in this section. I'd like you to go onto the web and log on to our brand new website, www.pembrokek12.org. Once you're there, I'd like to talk to you a little bit about what the website is like. We hope that you'll find the new format user-friendly and easier to navigate. The site was designed to help you learn more about our district and to answer some of your most asked questions. We encourage you to visit the site frequently, of course, throughout the school year to receive updates on events and things that are happening throughout our district. Our new website has been redesigned for improved communication and collaboration. The website's district app and notification system are part of a comprehensive district-wide effort to better inform families and community members about the achievements and the events with students, teachers, and staff in the Pembroke Public Schools. Some of the new features are consolidating commonly accessed student and parent information, standardizing the layout for schools to make it easier to find information, and displaying the events and news that families want to see on school and district main pages. Additionally, our goals are to make current information more accessible and to ensure that the site is compliant with the Americans with Disabilities Act. Over the next several months, we're reviewing all the information on the new site and assessing it for accessibility. The new website is mobile responsive, which means all features of the full website are easily viewable on mobile devices. In addition, the Pembroke Public Schools will be launching an update to our mobile application that features news, events, staff directory, and other content with the convenience of optional push notifications. The app, called Pembroke PS, Pembroke Public Schools, can be downloaded in the App Store for Apple and in the Google Play stores. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm here with Pembroke Public Schools Communications Specialist, Sharon Monteforti. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, it's good to be here. Thank you for coming on. Um, so I wanted to ask you a little bit about what you do here in the school district. I know a lot of it is social media and a lot of digital technology stuff. And uh, since we're the Titan Tech podcast, we'd love to have you on as a guest. So um, what is your role exactly in regards to social media with the school district? What, what's the main focus and goal? Okay, so when I first started here at Pembroke Public Schools, we didn't really have that many active social media channels. So what we did was we um, chose key communicators for each school to highlight specific things happening within those schools. So each school has their own Facebook page, so parents can go and get a peek at what's happening and the day-to-day behind the scenes um, within the schools. And those are managed by key communicators for those particular schools. So usually it's a front office secretary, principal, or assistant principal. And then in addition to that, we also have a very active Twitter community. Um, and the key communicators for our Twitter community involve the high, the high school principal, the high school athletic director, and then the school principals. And all of that social media information is also fed directly into our website. So you can have one central location to kind of see exactly what's happening every day at our schools and engage with us um, and get a behind-the-scenes look at the day-to-day here at Pembroke Public Schools. Very cool. And how has it evolved over the course of, has it been two years now? I've been here a little over a year. Oh, I started okay. September of last year. Yep. So how, how have you seen at least social media evolve in the Pembroke Public Schools in the last year or so? 
I would definitely say we've increased our engagement with the community. We've provided them, um, the community members, an opportunity to give us feedback as well when we launched our Let's Talk platform. Mm -hmm. So in addition to highlighting what's happening within our schools on our social media, we've also given um, a place for parents and community members to go and engage with us on a conversation and get uh, feedback or share great things that are happening um, with us directly. And then we can kind of highlight what's happening and kind of celebrate all of the great things that are happening within the district. And what do you feel has been the most successful social media platform for, for you um, in either advertising things or getting the, the word of the Pembroke Public Schools out there? I feel like it's, it's good to have a blend depending on who you're trying to reach. I've noticed that the high school parents or high school students are more active in Twitter. Mm -hmm. So we've really focused our efforts there for that community, whereas the elementary parents and tend to focus more on, twi on uh, Facebook mm -hmm. because they seem to be much more engaged in our Facebook platform. And then our goal this year is to really drive our users to our district website as we launch our new website and get excitement about our website and kind of have that be the hub for all of our communication going forward. Right. So, so then let's talk a little bit about some of the print that you've done uh, for the school district and the Titan Times magazine. I know that uh, the most recent issue, issue number five, the fall 2017 issue, has just come out. Um, talk a little bit about the genesis of the, of the Titan Times magazine. Okay, so the Titan Times Magazine is a quarterly magazine that comes out um, every fall, winter, spring, and summer, and we really use it as a way to highlight all of the great things that are happening within the district. Um, we're open to submissions from the public or our teachers and staff, but primarily it's all things that I write and put together um, myself, and then we deliver these publications around the town in addition to all of the schools. So there are hard copies available for you to pick up and take and read, but we also share it digitally so we can reach even more mm -hmm. people. Where else would you be able to find it? Um, so the Titan Times Magazine you can find in the front office of every school. In addition to that, you can find it at our town hall, the Pembroke Public Library, and we deliver some to the Council of Aging. Okay. They seem to really enjoy to you know find out what's happening in the schools. Yeah. and So it, it's nice to go in there and, and give them the highlights of what's happening in the district as right. well. That's really cool. Um, so let's talk now about the new website. Yes, so the new website goes live on January 8th. We are very excited about the new platform. Um, you'll notice that it's a very responsive design. So the website will respond to whatever media you're trying to access it from. So it's much more user-friendly, whether you're accessing from your smartphone, your tablet, or just going by going online. We will have the same domain name, so you won't notice a change in that, and it'll still be very easy for people to find. Um, but the website itself is much more engaging, and we've also changed the navigation a bit, so it's a little bit easier to navigate and find the information that you're looking for. Mm -hmm. And now I, I remember hearing you say something about um, the Americans with Disabilities Act. There had to be some compliance with that. Could you talk a little bit about what our new website can do for that? Yes, so um, our goal as a district is to be as compliant and accessible as possible. Um, we want to reach everyone in the community and we want to make sure that they can gain the access to the information that they need. So our new website is, is designed to accommodate that. In addition to that, we'll be going through the information within the website and make sure that we're adhering to the guidelines so things like a screen reader will work or that um, images within the website are clearly identified and labeled. Um, so it's, it's going to be an ongoing process that we'll be working on throughout the year, but it is a, a very important goal for us. That's great. And as far as the new website goes, um, what, what would you say is your favorite part of the new website compared to the old website since, since you have so much kind of interaction with, with this on a daily basis? 
I feel like the new website really tells the story of our school district. It is engaging. It's highlighting um, the great staff that we have. It's highlighting the students. It highlights the achievements of all of the students that we have. Um, the global icons are one of my favorite features because it's a quick visual point that you can just access information that you need. Um, and they'll be constantly rotating depending on what the most critical information is for that time period. Uh, so that's a feature that I really enjoy. Uh, in addition to that, I like that we're able to embed videos and Twitter directly into our homepage. So it gives more exciting ways to tell our brand story. Very good. I, I really do. And I really do like this. Everything I've seen about this has been, and, and I can't wait for people to get out there and see it. And it comes out on January 8th. January 8th. January 8th, it goes live. So a little after the, the publication of this podcast, you'll be able to see the new Pembroke Public Schools website um, at pembrokek12.org. Uh, and it will replace the older website. And the legacy website was run by Edline. Edline, and this is currently through Blackboard, correct? Correct. If you stay tuned, we're going to have different features that will launch down the line. So right now, it's just going to be the website. Then about a week later, we're going to send out an update for our mobile app, which is a great way to have all the information you need on the go in your phone, including um, your, you can customize it for if you have a child in the middle school and the a certain elementary school and the high school, you can customize your activity stream to feature only those particular schools. You can customize your calendar. You can customize um, a lot of different things within the app. And everything from the website as well as, as well as our social media pages will feed directly into your app. So, so stay tuned and look out for your app update because that's going to be a big part of the website rollout. And then in addition to that, um, this spring we'll be launching a new communications platform um, so our alert solutions that we currently have in place to send out our broadcast emails will be updated with a whole new look, and it'll feel more in line with what you're seeing on our website and our mobile communications app. And then down the line, we're hoping to launch a sign-in um, piece to this where you can sign directly into the website, and you can customize your experience based on your user. Um, so you can access particular information for your student. You can have single sign-on. You can have a pass key that you can basically store all your passwords for your most accessed information within the site. So just stay tuned as we roll out all of these amazing features because it's, it's going to be make the experience for the parents and community members so much easier going forward. Yeah, and it'll be really customized to each individual student and parent, which is great. Correct. So just back to the, the app for a second. Um, so if you go to the App Store mm -hmm. uh, in, in Apple or if you go to the Google Play Store, it's just the Pembroke PS app, app correct. right? Um, so what was kind of the genesis of the app um, or, or the creation of the app? So before I started here, we had the app in place, and it was a Blackboard product. Um, so although we had the Edline website and we had the Blackboard app, they weren't as connected. They didn't have the same feel. And because our old website wasn't responsive, a lot of the features that fed into the app weren't um, responding in the way that they could. So now that we've gone to a Blackboard community web manager website, we've kind of streamlined our, our platforms to be under one umbrella so they work better together. So this new, when you do the app update, it'll feature our new logo, which we're very excited about. Mm -hmm. And it will also feel more like the same user experience within the app. So the, the icons that you access within the app should be responsive because you're going to lead you to pages within the website itself. Great. So I think that concludes the interview. You've given us an incredible <laughs> amount of information. This is great. Um, really have been 
crushing it on the social media side and mm -hmm. communications for the school district, the website. I can't wait for people to see the new website. We're it really, really, looks, really excited about the new yeah, website. Yeah, as well you should be. It looks yeah. terrific. I mean, yeah. there's so much content on it, and it's so well organized. It'll be so much easier for people to find things that they're looking for. And there and, is there's a also, um, as you go on to our new website, there's a new feedback form on Let's Talk. So you can go into Let's Talk, and you can provide feedback for our website so that if you're looking for information and you don't find it as easy, easily accessible as you would like, just let us know and we can kind of move information around based on the community and parent needs. That's great. So And feedback is so important, mm -hmm. especially in education. But for a, a terrific website like this to have the feedback to make it even, even more perfect, I guess yeah. you could say, <laughs> which is terrific. So thank you so much, Sharon, for joining us on the podcast and I uh, hope to talk to you again soon. Thank you for having me. In our last segment, check this out. An article from NPR is stating that students have dismaying inability to tell fake news from real, according to this study. Uh, Camilla Dominoski is the author of this article, and she looks at a study that was done by Stanford's Graduate School of Education. They spent more than a year evaluating how well students across the country can evaluate online sources of information. Middle school, high school, and college students in 12 different states were asked to evaluate the information that was presented in tweets, comments, and articles, and more than 7,800 student responses were collected. In exercise after exercise, the researchers were shocked, that's the word that they used, by how many students failed to effectively evaluate the credibility of information. Students displayed a stunning and dismaying consistency in their responses. The researchers wrote, getting duped again and again. They weren't looking for high-level analysis of data, but just a reasonable bar of, for instance, telling fake accounts from real ones, activist groups from neutral sources, and ads from articles. And many people think that just because students uh, are so used to social media that they're able to look through and see exactly what they're looking at and be able to examine it. Uh, for the most part, a professional appearance and polished about section was enough to persuade students that a site was neutral and authoritative, the study found, and that uh, the research was divided by age group and used 15 different assessments. Here's some of the samples. Most middle school students can't tell native ads from articles. Most high school students accept photographs as presented without verifying them. Many high school students couldn't tell a real and fake news source apart on Facebook. Most college students didn't suspect potential bias in a tweet from an activist group. Most Stanford students couldn't identify the difference between a mainstream and a fringe source. And that was just some of the many things that were found. Uh, NPR figured that what they're seeing is a rash of fake news going on and people pass it on without even thinking. We can't really blame young people because we've never taught them to do otherwise. One of the other problems that they found was that some schools have filters directing students to valid sources, which doesn't give them the practice of learning to evaluate sources for themselves. The solution, they say, is to teach students, or really all internet users, to read like fact checkers. And it's not about just reading vertically on a single page or source, but looking for other sources and combining those sources to come up with what they think is an appropriate reaction and an appropriate article. That's all we have for this episode. I'd like to thank the people at Google Expeditions AR and their Pioneer program. I'd like to thank Sharon Monteforti for her interview on the new Pembroke Public Schools website. And I'd like to thank Camilla Dominoski and her work examining fake news with students. Thanks for listening to this episode. Please remember to like and subscribe on iTunes. See you next time.